Welcome to Manager Tools. Soft one-on-ones, part two. Here we go. This cast answers these questions. What if I can't do one-on-ones? What if my boss tells me to stop doing one-on-ones? Are there alternatives to one-on-ones? Well, if you want answers to these questions and more, keep listening. Folks, one of our speakers at the M Conference coming up October 9th and 10th in Dallas is Gerhard Gross, uh, who works for Daimler, the huge car company. And he's had an entire career there. And he is going to talk about autonomous driving and how it's going to change the world, basically. Uh, if you were wondering when it's coming, how it's coming, uh, you've got to hear this talk. Um, he talks about it transforming cities, transforming the fuels economy, transforming car companies, and there will be new car companies, which is something it's very hard to do, as you probably know, and transforming our lives in terms of how we commute, where we live, public transportation, the streets we drive on, what kind of streets we'll need, the smart grid that will come up because of autonomous driving. And uh, he says to me that the fact that I don't believe it puts me 10 years behind where car companies already know we're going to be. So that's an example of one of the 10 speakers we have at the M Conference, October 9th and 10th, Dallas, Texas. Hope to see you there. Okay, what's the positive approach here? What do we do? We can't have one-on-ones, but we can do something called a weekly update. But I'm going to be cautious there. I'm calling it a weekly update. Mike's calling it a weekly update. We want you to think of it that way, but, but we'll talk more about that in a minute. We're doing something because we still believe in trust that leads to results from retention. And we know that when it comes to trust, the answer is more frequent communication about things that are important to everybody, to both sides, you and them. So um, we're just going to communicate to our directs about things that are important to them without doing one-on-ones. <laughs> Simple. We're not going to have a formal meeting on a regular basis. We're not going to schedule it. We're not going to call it a one-on-one. That's for aren't sure. We're going to avoid naming it. And frankly, even spending any time talking about it. We're just going to talk to our directs periodically. If Folks, if talking to our directs is objectionable, you're living in cloud cuckoo land and you need to move. Yeah. And the the things you just described are the things that bosses sometimes react negatively to, right? The fact that it's scheduled and you're taking people's time, right? Just the idea you you call it a one-on-one and it's some formal thing, right? So yeah, just eliminate all the the reasons for the objections. Yeah. And and look, again, we're going to call them weekly updates, but don't refer to them this way publicly. You'll notice that this cast is called soft one-on-ones. But we do so to communicate an idea, not to establish a name. Naming matters. Naming gives things extra weight. Giving things a name makes them easier to kill. Yeah. My God, if you called them soft one-on-ones and that got back to your boss, you're Uh, you're at that point you're in trouble. I mean, you're just yeah. Like, you think you can tell me you killed it only to rename it something different and do the same thing again? I don't think so, Bob. No, I don't trust you. Yeah, calling them weekly updates. I mean, yeah. As soon as you put a name to it, your boss is gonna go like, "Ah, oh, okay." So you're you're you just changed the name. 
Great. Yeah. There's a big difference between your boss saying, I want you to stop having one-on-ones and your boss saying, I want you to stop talking to your directs and helping build trust. The first one is tolerated stupidly because there's a name and a structure and an intent. The second one, I want you to stop talking to your directs is again, not job crazy town. Yeah. And it's probably true that before one-on-ones, you probably did talk to your directs. Oh, uh, sure. I at least hope. So the fact that you're you're still talking to your directs should be no surprise. And the fact that you're doing it more frequently, well, that, that seems yeah. like within reason. And I, I, I tried to avoid saying this, but I'm going to share it. It's, this is not in the show notes. I'm just going to be real clear. Those directs who go to your boss, we don't want you to punish them at all, but there's a level of hell for those folks. Uh I don't Dante would figure out what it is. It's not the ninth level, but maybe it's the first or second. I just want you to know. Um, and if you feel a little like you should cast a baleful eye in their direction, I'm with you. Just don't act on it. So don't announce anything. Don't brief anyone. Just start visiting purposefully with your directs periodically. Think of them privately if you want as weekly updates. Even if you slip and say it out loud, it's it's frankly pretty anodyne. That means it doesn't cause offense. Imagine your boss saying, I don't want you getting weekly updates from your team. That would be funny. But you don't want to say that just to put those words in your boss's Yeah, mouth. and then again, you'd be in crazy town. And I, I don't know that we have a cast for crazy town, but we probably should do one. It, it'd be short. It'd be go find another job. But okay. Yeah. Oh, suddenly we come back to career tools and yeah, it's about your network. Um, there you go. Which reminds me, by the way, that one of the ways everybody can improve their network is to come to our AM conference, October 9th and 10th in Dallas. Same thing, continuing along the vein of the weekly update and what to do. Keep track of them. Prepare the same way you normally do for a one-on-one or any other meeting. What am I going to talk about? What issues do I have? What questions do I want answered? What are their issues? What problems do they have? What guidance would it be good to share? Can I make any re- suggestions or recommendations? Now, we'll talk about this more when we get to our guidance about soft feedback. But in the beginning, you'll probably need to avoid giving feedback. Bosses who don't like one-on-ones are far more likely than most people to not like the manager tools feedback model. But it would depend to some degree on how you behave, how your directs behave, where you are, and so on. So, You're just going to start doing weekly updates with your directs, but we're going to change the form so much. Nobody's going to notice. One of the biggest form changes is keeping them unscheduled. And I mentioned this one first because it's really, I see some funny looks on people's faces when I tell them the most important thing about one-on-ones is that they're scheduled. That's what the data show us. It's not what I originally taught years ago. I taught weekly was what was important. When in fact, the data shows that scheduling is more important. Directs really like the fact that the one-on-ones are scheduled. It elevates them to your calendar. But for those directs who are not team players and think that a half an hour a week, and if they work 50 hours a week, I remind everybody for the thousandth time, that's 1% of their time, that they simply can't stand the idea of having scheduled time with you. You know, in my bad moods, I think, well, gosh, I'm I'm really sorry about that. I don't I don't push too hard for role power very often, but I am going to push on this one. And if you really want to go to work at a place where you don't have to meet with your boss once a week for one percent of your time, 
you know, there are other companies out there and secretly, I hope you go to work for one of our competitors. Yeah. Go start a YouTube channel. The moment you leave our company and go to theirs, the average IQ of both companies will be improved. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. You wouldn't say that. But no, I wouldn't say you that. think it. I think it. Yeah. Okay. So the scheduling of one-on-ones is a major part of their objectionability, if you will. Management and communication and relationships have all been stupidly, incorrectly relegated to the areas of personality, unteachableness, unmeasurableness, idiosyncraticness, charm, charisma, fairies, and rainbows. The idea that you can't work on your communication skills and that you can't behave in the most effective way with different people is beyond me. I, I know a therapist here not far from where I live who told me, your personality never changes. I said, well, you know, I, I got to tell you, I don't care about people's personality. I care about their behaviors. And he said, well, all behaviors are driven by personality. I said, no, they're not. Oh, my God. I, I, I couldn't even. I, I, well, anyway. Yeah, your behaviors without thinking. But, hey, yes. we're human beings. We can think. No. We can act no. against we're our animals. We're animals. <laughs> no kid dogs. Um. Actually, if we're going to be animals, I want to be an eagle. Just kidding. An <laughs> eagle? If I yeah, were, that's a good if one. If I were a color. No, I'm kidding. I want to be a raptor. Yes, a raptor. <laughs> Can we go back in time and be velociraptors? There you go. Okay. Um, the idea, because of that, because this relationship building thing, and some people have it and some people don't, which, by the way, is the cry of the high D, high C, the software developers, the engineers of the world, oh, no, that can't be taught. because they don't have it and they don't think it can be taught because if it could be taught, they would have learned it and they haven't learned it. So therefore they have an intellectual dodge on it. But the idea of scheduling time for relationship building, which scheduling time is a logical, rational, priority minded approach violates folks belief that trust is ephemeral, not achievable with rationality and structure. And it's also true that the most narrowly logical and rational among us simply don't believe that trust is worth even one second. I mean, if you're really on the logic side of things, you'll love this quote from, I want to say it's John Ford, but I, but I could be wrong, famous American movie director. He said, I'm always amazed when actors tell me what they think. I don't need them to think. I just need them to say the words I tell them to say. <laughs> you know, that's a pretty logical, rational, that's not a relationship guy. So you want your efforts to not only be unscheduled, but unstructured as well. Meaning we don't want any vestiges of how you scheduled or structured or prioritized your one-on-ones in your soft one-on-ones, okay? Don't try to recreate days and times of previous one-on-ones. Do everyone's one-on-ones on different days. And at different times week to week. So to be clear, guys, you're not going to ask for a time every Tuesday at 2 o'clock. You're just going to show up, okay? If all you do is have regular meetings like a metronome, the mask is going to be off and you're going to get nicked again. So you're going to have to keep track of whom you've seen and when. So therefore, the note-taking. Folks, we don't recommend that once you've had the meeting that you then put it on your calendar as a way to remind yourself, right? That <laughs> That's not going to work. Yeah, not going to work. Yeah. 
Um, if you're used to manager tools one-on-ones, you may be thinking we mean to have you ask for time week to week. Send a text, send an email, setting up a time week to week, different every week. And then you would get lazy. No offense, it's happened. And you would ask at the end of this week's weekly update, hey, let's set some time for this next week as well. That is not what we mean. What we mean is showing up at your direct's desks unannounced. Our experience is if you ask to schedule a time every week, it's just that much easier for your directs or your boss to see that as you changing the logistics of one-on-ones, and so you're going to get nicked again. The beauty of showing up unannounced, this is one of my favorite questions that I ask. I tell people all the time at conferences, okay, you ever been at your desk and you're sending a text or an email or a Slack message or an instant message to somebody on your team and you look up and they're right there? And you're going to just walk across the hall and you're going to, you got to get up and stretch your legs once an hour anyway, according to all the kinesiologists in the world, you know, physical therapists in the world, doctors in the world. So, okay, you got to get up and stretch your legs. I might as well go talk to them. I'll save some time. Now, some of you, the pure high C's, like, no, I don't, I'm not going to do that. But okay, most of us do. And so you walk over there and you say, hey, do you have a minute? What do your directs almost always say? And the answer resoundingly is yes. And I look at him and say, it's not because you're awesome. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the nearly universal answer to you have a second is yes. Okay. You're going to get time with them. Plus, by asking rather than scheduling, you're not going to get any pushback on the grounds of formality or force or whatever. I mean, imagine that your boss said to you, hey, I've noticed you've been going by your direct desks and sitting down with them, going over stuff. Yeah, it happens all the time. In fact, I did it before when I was doing one-on-ones, but I stopped. Oh, yeah, I don't like that. Well, okay, well, I'm sorry, I'll stop doing that. And then it's resume dust-off time. And then as soon as they say yes, you ask them, okay, would, let's, let's go to my desk and let's talk. No, come on. <laughs> Folks, if you don't know Mike, he does that all the time. He tries to trick me. So you meet at your direct's desk, and, and this is really mostly about optics. Meeting in your office makes sense if you've scheduled time and one-on-ones are an acknowledged part of your goal achievement strategy, I guess. But if you're not allowed to do one-on-ones, manager to a one-on-ones, a different meeting with each of your directs individually in your office each week looks like a distinction without a difference. And to get them to your office will require scheduling. Unless you're going to ask if they have time and then tell them to come into your office, which is weird. You just, so you didn't, you didn't like my idea. Okay. No, yeah. I really, I'm just sorry. Just to be clear. All right. Sorry, folks, if I confused you. Just don't pay any attention to me. <laughs> manager Tools will be in San Diego, California, August 27th and 28th with our Effective Manager and Effective Communicator Conferences. This will be our final visit for 2019, so if you've got training budget that needs to be used this year, this is your opportunity. Visit manager-tools.com forward slash training to sign you and your entire team up today. Our next point we're going to talk about is you going, the manager going first with updates and questions, as opposed to during one-on-ones, we suggest that the direct goes first. So why would you go first? Yeah, so this is an easy one. Because uh, we've tried it both ways. Imagine showing up at your direct's desk and asking if they have a few minutes. And so they're likely to say yes. Then your next question is, what's going on? 
<laughs> just they'd be like, what? <laughs> or, or any other question for that matter, which immediately turns the floor over to them, other than, how's it going? It leads to these incredibly short one-on-ones. Directs just seem to assume that you were there to see if they had anything. And then they realize that they can say something, some version of no, or no, everything's fine. Fine is, the, you know, how's the project going? Fine. Okay, dude, you asked the wrong question. Um, so if you turn it over to them immediately, they're just going to learn that they can have a five-minute meeting with you, and they're going to start raising their eyebrows. But yeah, no, it's not going to work. And that's one of the the things that directs complain about sometimes is they, the vast majority of the times they they learn to love the fact that they get to go first in one on ones. But for some, initially, it's it's off putting, right? And I can see a direct complaint to a boss saying like, yeah, he calls me to his office, he's wasting my time. The first we spend half the time supposedly me telling him what I want. I don't want anything. I don't need anything. It's a waste of time, right? So. Right. This is a way to avoid all that. Yeah, because the old one was a waste of time, too. Okay. If it's unlikely to build trust, you're just it's not going to work. So if you're going to show up unannounced, the reasonable assumption is that we, us, the boss, have something to discuss. If you have that assumption, any small talk, questions, or hints that we want to hear from them first Create this sense of why is my boss here and what does he want? And that's just not good for trust and relationship building. And look, optics matter. You going first is exactly the opposite of the one-on-one, the manager tools one-on-one approach. This helps further for those of us who had taken the time to brief our directs. Our briefing for the original one-on-ones stressed that they went first because we wanted to create a platform for them. There are very few directors, our boss, right? A man, if you don't know, a director is a manager of managers uh, who could safely tell the direct, I don't want you talking to directs. I don't want you giving them updates. I don't want you asking questions about status and then giving them a chance to bring up stuff they need to talk to you about. Again, well, we would love to have that on videotape. That'd be really good. Look, the moment you start meeting with your folks and you go away from one-on-ones, these pieces of guidance inevitably follow. If you wanted to start and say, ah, I disagree with Mark and Mike, we're going to do it my own way. I'm not going to schedule them, but I'm still going to do it in my office and I'm going to let them go first and so on. You'll quickly realize it won't work because we tried it. Yeah. And after your boss told you, no, you're, yeah, yeah I don't know, yeah. your, your career's at risk. So don't, so don't, uh, don't blame us. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And then after that, after you go first and cover your list to use one-on-one lingo, you ask for them to give you updates and questions. You win first, they go second. You're less likely to get as much as you would with standard one-on-ones based on our experience, but you're still going to get stuff. And at some point in four, six, eight, 10, 20 weeks, they're going to figure out that you stop by once a week to chat and bring them up to date on stuff. It'll take longer than standard one-on-ones, but they're going to start saying, well, I've got a couple of things for you. And they're going to suddenly realize that they've been keeping a list. And so it's a simple at the end of your portion of saying, hey, before I go, do you have anything for me? Well, and frankly, if they don't have anything, don't make too much about it. I mean, part of asking them, do you have anything for me? It's polite. If I had a conversation with somebody and I asked them a bunch of questions and they gave me a bunch of answers, at some point, the polite thing would be to say, hey, 
Do you got anything for me? You just you just gave me all the stuff I asked for. Do you have anything for me? It's, yeah. It's polite. Yeah. And again, uh, it may take a little time, so don't overreact if they don't have anything very much for a few weeks. Some will, some won't. Come say, come saw. You know, every, as we've said many, many times, I think we have a bullet on the slide at our conferences. Um, every one of your one-on-ones will be different because every one of the people that sit across from you are different. It's not about you. Okay, uh, two more bits of guidance. One important, one just super simple. Take notes. I mean, look, this is really pretty easy. What other meeting or discussion do you have at work for which you've prepared a little bit where you don't take notes? When we tell managers they're going to take notes and one-on-ones, many are like, documentation, I don't legal. Is that what it sounds like? Yeah. As a management consultant, that's what it sounds like. As a grizzled old veteran. Okay, but here's the other thing. What meeting do you go to? And, oh, well, we don't want to make this too much of a kumbaya session. What are we doing just standing around getting to know each other personally? Uh, It used to be 20 years ago they would say huggy kissy. They don't say that anymore. And here's what's funny about that. Like, dude, this is a business meeting. I I don't want to take notes. What meeting do you go to where you don't take notes? Every once in a while I get some guy says, oh, I've got a great memory. And it's always some guy my age, I'm 60, and (laughs) there's people sitting behind him rolling their eyes like, this is the guy whose brain is like Swiss cheese. He remembers nothing. And then his defense is, oh, I'm sorry, I didn't write it down. So uh, not taking notes actually makes the meeting worse. It sends the wrong message, okay? Not taking notes diminishes the meeting. It diminishes the time of your directs. It suggests that you're just chatting rather than conducting work of value. Not taking notes in a soft one-on-one would be a sign that this is just another version of a one-on-one. Weirdly, but it's true. Yeah, folks, if, you, if you're a manager and you find yourself walking around between meetings, et cetera, and you don't have a notebook with you, oh, I, I'd, I'd suggest you... Look at that. It should not be odd that you would be happy to walk down the hall, walk into your direct's office, and happen to have a notebook with you. That would be unusual and not good if that were the case most of the time. Yeah, we actually have a podcast. I know we've said this a hundred times, guys. I'm sorry, but one of our podcasts in our First Job Fundamentals series is called A Notebook and a Pen. And you may be fairly far removed in your job from running into people who are young people, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, just starting their professional lives. If you know someone who runs into those people, ask them and say, how often do the new kids come to work here? Sorry, I'm not supposed to say new kids. Wait, I just said it again. Uh, How often do the new kids come here and uh, suddenly, uh, you know, they're not prepared. They don't have a notebook and a pen. And the, the person who's around those people all the time will roll their eyes and go, oh, it happens all the time. I've got extras in my, in my desk. That's one of those examples of once we learn something, we forget we never, we forget we didn't know it. Uh, And all of us made stupid choices, me included, about what professional life meant and what you do at work and so on. Maybe someday I'll tell you a story about that, Mike. When I went over to First 19th for my first meeting with my company commander, Um, but I won't tell you the story on air. Okay. I've written it down. Because I have a notebook. (laughs) Yes, exactly. Well done. Um, 
the vast majority of discussions about uh, during one-on-ones are about work and work is worth taking notes about. And then our last point, what do you do if your boss quashes even these soft one-on-ones? No, you won't meet with your directs. So as you might imagine, our first step is stop doing them. Okay. Don't poke the bear. And the second one, get a new boss. Look, I don't, I, I know that may be scary, uh, but if that's your boss and you're reasonably in alignment with our professional ethical behavior and so on, you need to get out of there because that person will probably make you miserable uh, because bosses have the ability to have more impact on our lives than we care to admit. Um, and uh, they will be selfish. And you will be, uh, your career will take, go sideways or down. And if that happens to you, you get us your resume and, and we'll do our best to help you. Now, what that means is you have to realize something, guys. If you go to work for that boss and you're not expecting to, but bosses switch around and suddenly you're working for that guy, remember the ant and the grasshopper story, okay? The grasshopper laid around in the summer and really enjoyed the heat and, took his time and, you know, like lazy, sunny summer days while the ant busted his tail and prepared for winter. And then in winter, the grasshopper basically froze. I think that's the fable. Whereas the ant made it through the winter because he worked hard. The only solution to coming to work for a boss like this is six months before your resume was ready and your network was warm. Okay. If you don't tend to those things now, regular uh, improvement of your network by adding people to it and staying in touch with them, no matter how unpleasant it would be, if you don't do that now, you'll regret it later. Is building your network, which by the way, folks, is the, the podcast we're talking about, as you might suspect, we do have a podcast about it. Is that in the Hall of Fame cast? Oh, gosh, yeah. It is. Right. We've Wendy and I, when we record Curtrils together, it's the single most important Curtrils cast. Yeah. Okay. Building your network. You don't have to. Ne- you don't have to be a networker. You don't have to schmooze people, folks. You do have to stay in touch with people. And you do have to have a re- good resume. And if you're not ready to do that, stop listening to Manager Tools. Go listen to the core Career Tools cast. Send Wendy a note, and um, she'll get you sorted. So summarizing real quick. Basically, guys, we want you to do one-on-ones. They're the best way we know how to get trusting relationships, which is the most important thing you can do to achieve results and retention. But if you can't, soft one-on-ones are a way to still prioritize relationships and trust while significantly reducing imperial entanglements, which is the real trick, isn't it? Indeed. All right, my friend. Thank you. Thank you, partner. A lot of fun. I love that. It's great. Talk to you later. Thanks, everyone. We'll see you all next week. In the meantime, have a great one. So long. 